Hi, and welcome to Facts and Blog and Podcast. Well, with these past two weeks, you get like a quadruple dose of Jay. Uh, two snack segments, uh, two feature segments. This podcast is really uh, moving up. It's really taken off. Yeah. Our rankings and ratings yeah. are through the roof now. Uh, now but Jay, uh, being our product director, um, it's always really good to sit down and talk to him about uh, the raw materials and the processes that go into a lot of our products. And obviously, you know, right after the ARAC, the, you know, facts and barrels became, you know, quite a thing, a, a big part of our business and a big part of uh, the brand reputation. And we have done in the past a Barrels 101 episode uh, that goes over different profiles and lengths. You could find that at factsandfirearms.com slash blog. We do get some questions sometimes, you know, why do you use this steel instead of that steel and and what are its properties? And so, Jay, I was thinking maybe we could just break down between uh, kind of the major lines, our duty series and our match series and the different steel that is used in those and why we have chosen the things that we have chosen. Yeah, absolutely. So um, our duty series uses all uh, 4150 chromoly vanadium uh, steel to... Uh, oh, let me be over here. Ooh. Ooh, it's Ooh. getting personal. <laughs> all right, now go. <laughs> uh, 4150 chromoly vanadium steel uh, yeah. to the mill B standard. Uh, and our match series uses uh, 416R stainless. Okay, so what are some of the properties of 4150? And this is a sample of uh, one of our integral barrels that uses 4150, correct? Right, right. So I, I think the differences between them are slight, but um, you would think that um, 4150 is generally a, a better steel in applications that um, require higher heat or more extended heat. Um, you know, both both barrel materials have, have good... Um, solid wear characteristics um you know but 4150 would would mainly be used when when you're expecting uh more prolonged heat or higher heat uh and 416r um machines slightly better uh it's actually a extremely uh machinable stainless uh so you can get preciser cuts in it um so so all the the internal features um are are more precisely machinable, um, you know, which which leads to better accuracy. Gotcha. And so we have, you know, two different samples standing up here. One is uh, made technically in the duty series in our integral barrels uh, as it uses the 4150. And then one of our match series barrels. Uh, this happens to be one of the, the flame fluted profiles, which is going to be using that 416R. So I think that uh, you would you would be looking at three different possible steels uh, in in stainless choices for for uh, gun barrels in general. Uh, 416, 416R, and 410. Um, you know the the difference between 410 and the 416 um, has to do with uh, low temperature uh, performance. So uh, we use 416R, which which is uh, much better than 410 in extremely cold situations, um, you know, down to about negative 40. Um, 410 can be uh, prone to, to cracking and failure in that range. Okay. Um, so uh, the difference between 416 and 416R, uh, I think the R blend actually was um, a 
Crucible Steel's uh, proprietary blend at some point, um, but the uh, the differences have to do with uh, lower sulfur content in the 416R and the uh, introduction of uh, molybdenum. 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 You know, which adds some corrosion resistance to the steel. Uh, you also have that in the, the 4150, you know, so the 4150 chromoly vanadium. Uh, yes. You know, the molybdenum. Yes. You know, is adding some, some corrosion resistance to that, so. Okay. And regardless, I mean, we still do the salt bath nitride on, on both uh, barrel yeah. series and, and pretty much everything that we make. It seems like there's, you know, as far as barrels and bulk carrier groups and, and things like that are concerned. Yeah, um, absolutely. What is, you know, for those who don't know, um, what, what attributes does salt bath nitriding have? And then maybe what are some, uh, what are some other treatments that, you know, people might find elsewhere on the market that isn't salt bath nitride? So salt bath nitride, um, adds a lot of surface hardness. Um, you know, it, it's not a coating. Um, it, it actually, um, impregnates the metal sort of, I guess you could say, um, yeah. as a diffusion layer, uh, you know, in, into the metal that, uh, is, you know, about, about 12,000 deep, you know, it, it, it's sort of the, the hardness and the properties taper off throughout that, that, um, 12 thousandths of an inch, Got um, it. you know, but, but it has a lot of, uh, surface hardness, um, wear and abrasion resistance, uh, lubricity. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's a pretty good, uh, pretty good coating that the properties are attractive the material properties yeah. are attractive so you know then then some other um you know treatments of barrels you might see would be uh like a magfoss which uh is, is primarily for um corrosion resistance um you would generally see magfoss paired with like a chrome lined uh, i mean i guess not generally you would often see magfoss uh paired with chrome lined although there are some uh discount barrels that okay. just get magfossed um, okay also some discount barrels that just get black oxided which you know does nothing really it's yeah. it's just uh and especially when you're considering life of the barrel and corrosion resistance and things like that. Right. And with the salt bath nitride, like that's throughout the barrel. That's just not, not just on the surface, right? Yeah. It's actually in the bore as well. Yeah, right, right. They dip it in a uh, molten salt bath that Ooh, you know, gets all the way through there. <laughs> you gotta yeah, love it yeah, when it's right. molten. Yeah. Um, something else that's on the match series barrels, at least, you know, rifle and, you know, PCC style barrels and so on is going to be the, uh, the extension. People will notice the difference between the extension on something in the duty series and uh, something in the match series. And even though it might be covered up on some of the coated barrels like the 10 PVD and the chameleon. We still have this nickel Teflon extension. What, what, the, how is that an upgrade for, for the uh, barrel buyer? That is a, uh, extremely slick surface, yeah, yeah. real high lubricity. Um, you know, good, good, uh, solid wear characteristics. Um, you know, it, it's a, it's a hard coating. Uh, so, you know, it doesn't just rub off. Um, you know, but, but mainly has to do with lubricity. 
Yeah. And then also in the match series, and this is something that we put in our product catalog, and there's actually a, a great blog post that was written years ago by the staff here about uh, 5R rifling versus standard rifling. Yeah. Um, and we do 5R rifling in the match series barrels. You know, the difference is being that uh, conventional rifling has um, has straight angles where lands meet grooves, uh, and 5R rifling has... Um, has obtuse angles where uh, lands meet grooves, and then uh, also the land groove placement. So conventional rifling, you would see uh, lands and grooves opposite each other, and in 5R rifling, you would see lands opposite grooves. Uh, so, you know, what that, what that means is you have less bullet deformation. You don't have, you know two lands directly opposed to each other you have a land and a groove you know so yeah. so you're getting less bullet deformation um you know five hour rifling is easier to clean you know because it doesn't have those those sharp angles um yeah that's i think that's one of the one of the big things is because of the the sharp angles just even the the build up and the deposit that can be in there, you know, from a high rate of fire or excessive usage or whatever is much easier to, to clear out for sure. Yeah. Now, something that also falls into the 416, um, our situation for us would be our, uh, uh pistol barrels. Yeah. And, um, you know, what's the, you know, kind of the, the process with, with pistol barrels over, you know, over a rifle or a carbine barrel or what have you. I mean, obviously it's not like, you know, there's no like nickel Teflon extension on a, you know, on a pistol barrel or, or what have you, yeah. but over and above all, is it, is it pretty much the same salt bath nitriding? Um, yeah. Same sort uh, of properties. I mean, the, the only real difference in the process um, is that we heat treat our uh, pistol barrels post machining. So, um, you know, we, we don't heat treat rifle barrels uh, post machining. Um, you know, we, we stress relieve all our barrels, uh, pistol and rifle, but our pistol barrels go through a separate heat treating process post machining. And what does that what does that do for the barrel after doing it after the? Um, you know, I, I think a lot of it has to do with with locking lugs. Um, you know, the pistol barrels have have more you know internal geometry that that has to interact with slide and frame. Uh, you know, so so this is uh, adding a little extra hardness in there. Yeah. So. And also, like you were saying, you know, lubricity and you're thinking of moving parts and with that salt bath nitriding and everything, you know, you think of a, a pistol slide racking and, you know, running across the top of the barrel. You know, that's yeah. something that I've noticed, you know, now that that I personally own a, a, an FX-19 is that the barrel wear on the top of the, you know, on the top of the chamber yeah. looks crazy different than the barrel wear on the top of a chamber like from like one of my not to be named uh handguns you know yeah. what i mean like it's it just like this stock barrel that comes with x handgun uh you know it it's already easy to tell the the difference of the type of wear that it's getting now jay we talked about uh some of the coatings that a lot of people see is just aesthetic and that's okay uh, on the bolt carrier group episode last week but we also on um, especially pistol barrels but on also limited runs of of rifle barrels um, you know we'll do either you know like this chameleon or the golden hued uh, 10 pvd um, but for those folks who maybe didn't catch uh, the 
um, bolt carrier group episode, you know, what is, you know, 10 PVD? Like, what does it do besides make things look pretty? (laughs) Uh, Right. So um, it's titanium nitride. It's a uh, PVD process, um, which is physical vapor deposition. Um, It's a tool coating. Um, You know, that's that's where it was born. Um, It offers really high hardness, um, you know, some amount of lubricity, you know, but but really has to do with hardness. Um, you know, our, our pistol barrels all, um, regardless of, of, you know, whether they're tin coated or chameleon or whatnot, um, are all salt bath nitride at first. Uh, PVD is is a line of sight process. So it's it's only getting um, external features. It's not going through the bore. So the bore uh, remains salt bath nitride uh the exterior gets um, bead blasted off. They they bead blast off what um, what the nitriders call the white layer, which is actually the black layer. Okay. Uh, so they <laughs> they bead blast that off the um, the exterior, and then they uh, they PVD the exterior. So you know you're getting you're getting high hardness um, on all these these geometric features back here. The the locking lugs, uh, the hood. Uh, feed ramps. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, you know, some folks will look at it and just be like, eh, it's cosmetic, but you know, yes, it does add some cosmetic pop, but yeah. there's definitely something, you know, there's, there's more that's happening than, than just what, uh, than just what meets, meets the eye for sure. Yeah. And then same thing when we're talking about the chameleon coating, is that still a, you know, a, 10 PVD process or what, what, what is that process? Yeah. So, uh, right. When we talked about last week, um, the tin, uh, the chameleon coating actually starts as, as a tin coating and then is a, uh, intentional machine malfunction. Uh, so they, they do something to, you know, malfunction out the machine and the cycle early and, uh, that deposition, um, leads to really unpredictable uh color and finish uh yeah. results so yeah and so we and again we mentioned this on the uh, bulk area group episode but no two of these look alike um you know they some of them might be similar if they're in if they were in the same batch but like we spoke about depending on where it is in the machine and yeah i mean yeah. you know from barrel to barrel even you know thread protector to thread protector you know it could look you know different so that's why you know sometimes we get a batch that maybe more blue or maybe more purple or maybe more green or as you flip them around you know, yeah. especially on the rifle barrels, since it's so much uh, surface area, and we'll we'll show a clip yeah. of that as you spin it. You know, you'll notice like, hey, like this side was you know more green or more blue. So it's kind of we do get questions sometimes on like, you know, hey, could you do this like specific grade? And it's like, well, <laughs> not right. really. I mean, it's it's really left up to the, the forces <laughs> right. of nature. You know how it comes out. So it does definitely have like a. Uh, a, a really neat, uh, you know, DNA to it for sure. Yeah. Back in the beginning when uh, Faxon decided to hop into barrels and, and we've mentioned this a couple of times now in the last couple episode, you know, the A-Rack needed its own barrel. Yeah. And because of being a startup company <laughs> and not ordering, you know, thousands of barrels, you guys, you know, had to do it yourselves. It wasn't really an option to shop it out unless you wanted a whole bunch of prototype barrels that you had no idea were going to work. Yeah, right. But what what was that 
process like going through steel selection, finish selection? I mean, was, it was that fun? Just, yeah, it was yeah. fun. We, um, you know, we, we got into it, um, guided by our, uh, dear departed, uh, old gunsmith, uh, John Illum. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, he, he had, uh, been in business prior, I think in the eighties and nineties, um, you know, making, uh, target pistols. Uh, he had his own company. He would hand make everyone. Uh, he had some, you know, some personal competition records with his pistols. Wow. Um, you know, but he, he really, uh, he really taught all of us, you know, everything at the start. You know, yeah. he, he was, um, he was incredibly knowledgeable. Uh, yeah. and you know, he, he really, uh, you know, he taught us everything we knew at the start. And then, you know, over the years, we, we brought in other people to, you know, to teach us more, um, you know, the, the, uh, rifle barrel universe has, um, a lot of black magic to it. You know, there, (laughs) there are a lot of, um, there are a lot of secrets, uh, you know, people, people guard, you know, some of their processes and some of the, the, the little, details of their processes pretty highly um yeah you know so at the start uh you know we didn't know some of those things and you know there there were just like little tiny details in process that um really made for better product you know so so in the early years you know it was was a lot of learning um you know a lot of trying to to figure out uh what impact things had and and you know, we, we were guided by some, some really, uh, smart people with a lot of experience. You can win the new Crimson Trace CTS 1250 before it's even released, plus a whole lot more. Enter to win the CTS 1250 and CMR 204 on a special Crimson Trace edition Faxon FX19 with custom coating and laser work from One-Off Coating LLC. Plus, Lockdown Puck, Caldwell Emac Shadows, Tipton Pistol Cleaning Kit, tools from Wheeler, and two CNG Kydex holsters. Visit FaxonFirearms.com for all the ways to enter. Hi and welcome to the Faxon Blog and Podcast. 